The Bible is a book of therapy. We've seen that in our little talk about prayer the last couple of days last week. But there are therapies in the Bible that that guarantee sound minds and even have much to do with physical health. Stay with us. So welcome to All Things Apostolic. We're going to have a good time today, and we're glad that you're with us. In fact, we're glad that you're with us every All Things Apostolic. Um, And uh, a lot of good things are happening. We are excited about them. And uh, here on All Things Apostolic, it's it's not very often that we do, um, what do you call it, Uh, counseling kind of of episodes. We, uh, I mean, you know, there's a lot of podcasts and, and, and books and all kinds of stuff that are helpful to people uh, uh, that, that deal with emotions and deal with how to handle your emotions and, and these kinds of issues that deal with emotional problems, uh, things that happen to people in their life that have scarred them, and even real serious cases, PTSD, all of this is part of, uh, uh, of, of that kind of genre of helping people. And um, oftentimes we don't get deep into those things. Uh, but today I've got a simple one that I think is worth talking about. And uh, this has been such a... Uh, life preserver in my own emotional life whenever I'm facing things which looks adverse to what I want to happen or things that are, uh, I'm trying to do something and it's failing um, or complications in leadership with people, people we're trying to help and it seems like it's not working um, and all kinds of things that create in us uh, frustration or distress or stress without the dis, uh, just plain old stress. Uh, all of these things are issues that I doubt there's a single one of us that are here together today that that do not have. We, we have these things. We have to deal with these things. And uh, Scripture... Uh, uh, application, when you take scriptural applications to how to resolve those, then the Bible becomes like the ultimate therapy book. You know, they have a, a, a big black book in the world of uh, sociology and psychology, mainly psychology. Uh, and in this black book is, and it gets updated every year or so, is listed all of the maladies that uh, have been encountered, and they're named, and they're identified, and they're described in this book. So some things go out of the book. Their politics plays a part in this, too. Uh, Excuse me. Social mores plays a part in this. Uh, All of this is part and parcel of, of, of problems that people have in their lives. So 
so how do we deal with this as people of God? How do we become emotionally strong? How do we uh, learn to face things without that those things when there's when there's trouble, without those things knocking us down flat on our back where we feel like, man, I don't know, I just can't go on and this kind of thing. <clears throat> if you combine these kinds of struggles with a wrong response to that struggle, the wrong spiritual, mental, social, and emotional response. Uh, we have something come that's difficult. Maybe it becomes a longer term, and it's a difficulty now that ran from a day to a week to a month to six months to a year uh, to whatever. These things, how we respond to that, how we carry that, uh, has everything to do with our future and has everything to do with our well-being. Our response to that is really important because if the response is a negative response, a wrong response, a giving up response, uh, an escapism response, then <clears throat> that complicates the situation and makes the response and its results more of the problem than the original issue was about which we got distressed. So uh, this this is, you know, some people says, well, we'll just leave that out there for people, counselors and so forth to talk about. But this is things that we need every day to know how to handle. And we need every day to know how to cope with these things. For example, if you have a problem, it's a negative situation, you're facing it. You don't want to face it. Maybe you've worked on it. You can't find a resolution to it. You're frustrated by it. So... You go uh, lay down and take a Valium, okay, so you can relax from this situation. With an artificial uh, prescription for relaxation that is beyond what can come without <clears throat> ingestion of something. So it still doesn't resolve the problem, but that relief from it that that drug temporarily gives you makes you want another one and another one. Uh, so people oftentimes go to stronger things to try to escape the pain of facing negative challenges. And so then let's say they're strung out on drugs, which happens. Uh, then when a person is strung out on drugs, now a person can be strung out on drugs and live uh, a very uh, weak definition of live, but they can live for, for years. Some people live for many years as drug addicts. On the other hand, they can take too much or the wrong thing or something that wasn't pure or clean. And... Um, and it can kill them. And people that have hardly ever taken drugs might take um, fentanyl, not realizing how strong it is, and it's too much for the system to, con uh, to control, and they die. They die. So, I mean, I know people. I'm thinking of a, a man that had 
an incredible personality, uh, was a happy man, a vibrant man, a man that lived for God, a man who had a, a, a very vital ministry, and uh, he was young, uh, engaging, seemed to have it all together. Somewhere along the way, he faced adversity, and in that adversity, he he moved in the wrong direction to get an answer, and he took some drugs, and he got hooked on drugs, and he became a drug addict. And after being a drug addict for several years, now think about his mind, he's probably, while he's a drug addict, he remembers the good times. He remembers the Holy Ghost being upon him. He remembers ministering to other people. All of that, you can't just erase all of those memories. Uh, And so that becomes a haunting thing instead of just a comforting thing, because now it just drives the failure deeper and and makes him recognize the failure and the guilt that goes with that. And so what do we have to do? We have to take more drugs. And so he became a very serious drug addict, and I just heard last week that he took his life uh, and leaped off of the San Francisco Bay Bridge and, um, and died. So how did such a healthy uh, human being, young man with, with vitality and intelligence and, and uh, purpose, how did he get to that position? Well, part of it was most likely some form of facing adversity and having the wrong response to adversity. So maybe, I pray to God, none of us ever get in a situation that has that serious of consequences. But there's, you know, like somebody said, there's 30,000 shades of gray. Well, there's, there's, 30,000 degrees or however how many of making decisions about how to handle and confront issues in life and how it affects us. Either either we learn how to handle that and we become stronger or we do not learn how to handle that and we become weaker uh, and we become more prone to things and we get what is called hab- habituated responses where there is an emotional habituation that uh, when we handle it wrong, it becomes our, our, our MO, our method, and we continue to handle it wrong. So, so what about all those kind of things? And um, what is a Bible prescription? Well, there's a lot that could be said today, but let me give you a very simple secret that I practice personally, I mean, constantly. Uh, and I try to keep this in mind because I feel like not to practice it is actually a sin, but to practice it is a therapeutic thing that keeps mental, spiritual, and even physical health and, and even personality and how you approach other people and, and, and uh, their uh, appreciation of you or their 
uh, desire to get away from you. All of it is in, is uh, included in this process. Here's the very simple thing. This is a scripture. This is a scripture out of the Premier Study Bible in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 15. And it reads like this. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. That's the first part of it. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Now, there may be sometimes that you say, I can't get peace. I'm up all night. I'm awake. I, I can't get this off my mind. I, I, I don't know how to handle this issue. All right. There's a second part to this verse. And it says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful, and be ye thankful. That's an incredibly important four or five words, and be ye thankful, four words. So, um, when I feel like I'm put upon or I feel like I've got uh, issues that are resolvable or I feel like uh, I'm never going to get this straightened out or this is never going to be successful if it's some kind of endeavor that we're involved in um, or I feel like I've been slighted or somebody's stabbing me in the back, which has happened many times, um, how do you what is your response to that? How do you cope with that? And is there a healthy response and an unhealthy response? Well, the answer is yes, of course there is. The healthy response is the very first moment you feel like, well, I've been done wrong or uh, I didn't get my fair share of whatever the situation was or I was not treated right or... Um, I should have had more of that, but they took my part, okay? So what's a good response to that? Well, a lot of scripture could be used just over those little examples I just gave, but a real response to that is to stop and think of what you do have and think of what God has given you. And when you start thinking of all the multiples, it's not addition, it's multiplication, of all the blessings that you experience in your life, starting with health, starting with strength, starting with raiment, which is clothing, starting with shelter. I mean, it. I mean, the old black sister that I used to hear say when she got up to testify, I thank God that he got me up this morning and started me on my way. Used to, I thought, well, that's just a platitude that she's got used to saying. But I discovered after a while that that's not just a platitude. You start, you thank God for these things, and you you praise him for them. And you you if you don't have shoes, you thank God for feet. So in all these levels, there is so much to be thankful for. Friends or family, or being in a country where there is the degree of freedom that there is in America, um, uh, transportation, 
Uh, now let's get to something a little deeper. Uh, a family that is got people in it that love you. Opportunity. Thankful for opportunity. There are people in many third world countries that are as smart as you and I, that are as worthy as you and I, um, um, and maybe smarter and even worthier, but they don't have opportunity. And so we do have opportunity. So you begin to list these things and when and you begin to you, you begin to thank God for them. Thank you for these things. Thank you for promise. And then you get into spiritual things. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, that I know the truth. Thank you for the grace of God that enables me every day. Thank you, God, that there is no problem too big for you. Now you're taking that problem and you're positioning it where it belongs in a much smaller context in your mind than God is. And so God gets elevated. We're, we we talked about this a little bit last week. God gets elevated, and and you begin to realize that these things are not as consequential as you think they are. They're not as important as they seem at the moment, and they begin to shrink. And God begins to bless us. So every day, every day for the rest of your life, when you get up, you start thinking of all the things that you can thank God for. You quit going to the things that are. Uh, make you miserable or the things that you commiserate about that uh, that you should know better. And there's a part of you that says, shame on you that you're acting this way. And that part's right. And you need to say, God, I'm going to thank you for this. I'm going to thank you for this day. The Bible talks about new mercies every morning. Think about that. The mercies of God every morning, whatever mistakes, whatever shortcomings I've got, whatever failures I've experienced, all of those kind of things. There's new mercies every morning to thank God for. So get yourself up and start thanking God every day. Every day, every day, God bless you.